You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast, your podcast for everything Lord of the Rings strategy battle game. I'm your host, Matt, and I have here with me today, David. Greetings. And Kylie. Matt's pants are on fire. What, again? <laughs> okay, we're doing a Know Thine Enemy this week, and we are covering Saruman in all of his forms and colours, because he goes through a various change in colours over his time in the Lord of the Rings universe. I'm sure we'll discuss that. We're going to start off, though, with David talking about Saruman the White. Yeah, Saruman the White, unlike Saruman the Wise, comes in at a wizardly 150 points. He's got your fairly standard wizard stat line. He's 5 value 5, it shoots on 4s, strength 4, defense 5, 1 attack, 3 wounds, courage 7. Always nice. 3 might, 6 will with the star, 3 fight. So, pretty much, he's a wizard. That will be all of the Saruman's profiles right there. All three of them are the same, I believe. Mm-hmm. War gear, star for power, which this one is specified as two-handed. Option of a horse for 10 points. Special rules, the star for power, which is your wizardly one will per turn without reducing the store. Voice of elvish word, we'll take a guess at Curinan. Curinia. 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 <laughs> I know the law, I do not pronounce the law. Be told. <laughs> The range of Saruman the White Standfast is 12 inches rather than 6, and unlike other heroes, it affects heroes. He's also got consuming rivalry, which means he does not get on with Gandalf. We have Immobilize, 18-inch range on a 2+. Very nice. Terrifying Aura, no range, still 2+. Command, 18-inch range, 3+, however. And finally, the Sorcerer's Blast, 12-inch range, 4+. Have, have my co-hosts recovered? That was really good, David. Well done. My co-hosts have recovered. So that's Saruman the White. I think, I think he's my favourite Saruman. I've used this Saruman a lot, uh, with my Rohan army in particular. And I, I think the key difference between this Saruman and the other two is the Sorceress Blast. Actually, no, I think the newer one still has the 4+. Uh, plus. Plus, but... Before it came out, of course, the good Saruman had the 4-plus Sorcerer's Blast, the evil Saruman, of course, on a 5-plus. And I think that just, it's a slight change, but it just makes a huge difference in the end game when you're hitting it on a 4-plus instead of on a 5-plus. Well, it increases your chances of the cast off a single dice by 50%, yeah. so that's got to be worth it. Yeah, true, true. And at only 150 points, he is the cheaper end for a wizard. Mm. And in my opinion, he's one of the better ones, so... Value and power. He is the cheapest of the three, and uh, having him in a good army, which certainly lacks at times for options in terms of spell casting. It has all of the wizards. They're all yeah. It does have all three of the wizards, of course. But without those ring race that can really be justified in pretty much every army, having an offensive spellcaster like this one, I honestly can't think of many other ones in the good side. Probably the Nature's Wrath casters and. Perhaps the uh, Call Winds casters? Which is a Nature's Wrath caster. Yes, that, that's true, yes. But those one are the, the two one other... One of them isn't. Aside from Sorceress Blast, those are the only two other offensive or, or spells that have offensive capabilities that I can think of. Some people can use, say, Compel very offensively. Oh, yeah. yeah of it's course. not quite the same. No. But uh, in terms of reaching out and touching an opponent from a fair distance away, Sorceress Blast is right up there. 
And if you want distance on your magic, Saruman, 18-inch range on the compels and transfixes. Which can be absolutely massive. You can Usually, you'll probably want your spellcaster in the middle of your line so that you'll be able to get around to pretty much every enemy so you can cast on anything. He can do it from one end of the line to mm. the other. He has that capability. Not quite as good as the old Plenthia, but they got no, rid of that. No, not quite that so. good. <laughs> that was a little bit too good. I don't know. Ability to cast spells at any point on the board. Yeah, for our viewers that don't know, uh, he had that ability where he could basically cast from anywhere and he could direct the Sorceress Blast in any direction from anywhere on the board. Downright useful in Siege games. Yeah. So uh, that's our first Saruman. Let's move on to the next one, which I think is the newest Saruman. Yeah. Also on the good side. Saruman the Wise is his name. He's a member of the White Council. So as David said, uh, he has a fight value of 5, strength 4, defense 5, 1 attack, 3 wounds, courage 7, so all your normal stuff. But he does get a few extra little bonuses. So he has the staff of Paris' war gear, but his special rules is where they change. He has resistant to magic for one, which is really handy. Voice of, I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce this. Kurania. Thank you, Matt. So his stand fast is 12 inches and can affect other heroes, which is handy. He also has consuming rivalry, but he also has a very powerful special rule called Lord of the Astari. Saruman the Wise can choose to reroll one dice when attempting to cast or resist spells. So that is really, really powerful, especially if you have a staff of power. You can basically reroll your attempt if you fail. And with a 2 plus immobilize, that can get really powerful. He doesn't fail very often. No. His magical powers are Aura of Command on a 2+, plus, Command on a 3+, plus with 18 range, Immobilize on a 2+, plus with 18 range, and Sorceress Blast on a 4+, plus with 12 range. So to be clear, those 2+, plus spells are effectively auto-cast. Not one, quite. One in 36 chance of failing, but you've got might, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... So very, very difficult to fail. Yeah, very much so. And with the reroll, if you throw two dice, you'll always have a lower or equal dice. So you can reroll the lower dice to try and get the higher cast. Yep. Something yeah. I've used Which in the past. Which is why um, Saruman the Wives is a fantastic model to Sorceress Blast with, because you can throw two, reroll a failed attempt, and with four dice effective, with three dice effectively, you're pretty good chance of getting the cast off. One thing I will make mention of, though, he can't take a horse in this form, which can be detrimental at some points, but I think picking up resistance to magic and the re-rolling on your spells is extremely powerful. It mm-hmm. means that he's very, very hard to shut down. Mm-hmm. And if you guard him well, he's very hard to kill as well. Question on the resistant to magic, because this is something I've come across a couple of times. Does it happen before or after a staff of power? So I have no will left, but I do have a staff of power. Staff of power is a freebie you can choose to when you activate it. So if you have zero will left, your staff and resistant to magic, you can choose to proc your resistant to magic before you proc your staff. Can you use both on the same resist test? No. Okay. So in which case you would just use your resistant to yes, magic. Yes, because if you're procking your staff on the resist check... You're not casting. You're not casting. Because you're using a point of will. So it's one or the other. So generally you use your resistant to magic if you've got it up. So if you, are, if you do have no will and the opponent moves first, you can just shrug it off on your resistant to magic. Yeah. Also a good thing to remember because... I think it's Lindia can give resistance to magic to people, so keep that in mind when um, you've got other spellcasters. So of the three, this Saruman is clearly the best caster and probably the best at taking on enemy casters. Yeah. yeah. 
he has the rule, Lord of the Itzare. He, he better be good. <laughs> You'd hope mm. so, yes. I think the fact that he can't take a horse isn't that huge of a detriment. He's, it seems like he's the kind of guy you're going to want to sit with your army anyway. He doesn't want to be running around and doing too much at once. And because he's already got that massive range on the immobilize and the command, he can still do plenty on foot. Yeah. Doesn't have the great big whopping 28-inch threat range, but a 24-inch threat is still nothing to be sniffed mm. at. It's significant. It does limit which armies he can be run with, because in an infantry army, he's fine if he can keep up. In a, say, move 8 elf army or in a full 12-inch Rohan army, then, you know, he's doing two turns for every one of theirs and mm. he falls behind. I think we should move on to the next Saruman because I think some of the strategies for Saruman are pretty pretty similar across the board. Yep, so let's get on to the third one, and I'll read that out. That is just plain old Saruman. He has no title in this form, but it is the one in the Isengard list. The profile is exactly the same. Uh, move 6, fight 5, strength 4, defense 5, 1 attack, 3 wounds, 7 courage, 3 might, 6 will, 3 fate. With the Staff of Power, this Saruman also has the option for a horse, as does Saruman the White. I believe. Correct. Yep, that's the old good Saruman, for those keeping track at home. This Saruman has voice of command, so the only person who was able to pronounce Karunia didn't have to. It's interesting the way that worked out. Voice of command is almost identical, except his standfast, while it is 12-inch range instead of 6, does not work on friendly heroes. So, uh, interesting that, I I think, probably the evil Saruman would have benefited from that rule the most compared to the other two, but they decided not to give it to him, so that's the way the dice fell. One of Saruman's best rules, Evil Saruman, is his Palantir. Once per game, the evil player can use the ability of the Palantir to automatically win a priority roll. He must declare he is using this ability before any dice are rolled for priority. You can just decide one turn, you're going to take that priority, you're going to use it to the best of your ability, and that's pretty huge, really, especially if, say... You're towards the end of the game and both sides are out of might and suddenly you're like, yes, this is my turn. I'm going to take this priority. There's nothing nothing my opponent can do about it and I'm going to win this game based on this one turn. His magical powers are the same as Saruman the White. He has Immobilize, Terrifying Aura, Command and Sorceress Blast. The only difference between Saruman the White and this Saruman is that Sorceress Blast is cast on a 5 plus instead of a 4 plus. Now, as we mentioned earlier... This is quite significant. He is not as secure in casting Sorceress Blast as the other two Saruman's are. There's also one other thing you forgot to mention, Matt. There is one more thing I forgot to mention, Kylie. Thank you for reminding me. No, no, turn... no, 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 no. Before you flip the page. Oh, before I flip the page. Regular Isengard Saruman, the range of his spells are only 12 inches. Ah, oh, you're right. So, so he, he does have range. reduced range compared to the other two as well with yeah. Immobilize and Command. But he does get a Warband of Yurikai. Whereas the others can lead warbands of elven princes and other such. White Council. Oh, yes. White Council warbands, yeah. So, yeah, he is the only uh, one of the three Simons that can actually lead troops. So that is pretty significant as well. He also costs 170 points, which is the same as Simon the Wise. And 20 points more than Simon the White. I think it's well worth it for that Palantir, though. But we'll get into that. It is interesting, the small differences between each profile that add up and make them, like... Quite a, quite a bit different to play. So the one last thing we need to talk about with uh, Saruman, Isengard Saruman, is Grima. Of course, Grima Wormtongue, who can be brought along with Saruman and only with Saruman. Grima has an unimpressive profile. Uh, moves six because he's a man, can also take a horse, by the way. 
Fight 2, Strength 3, Defense 3, 1 Attack, 1 Wound, Courage 2. He won't be going up against any trolls anytime soon, but he comes back into it with a fantastic special rule called Worm Tongue. If a good hero is within 6 inches of Grima, 2 might points must be expended to modify dice scores or use heroic abilities instead of 1. This is Grima's bread and butter. As well as that, he is also deployed with an opponent's warband rather than within your own army. I won't go through the entire rule here because it's it's fairly specific and I think uh, you'll need to read it yourself. But the gist of it is that you will deploy Grima with one of your opponent's warbands. In addition, Grima can't be attacked or shot at whilst Saruman yes, is alive, sorry. which is a big thing because it basically yeah. gives him a vulnerability of, of sorts. However, he can have spells be cast at him. So be wary for enemy sorceress blasts, nature's wraths, and black darts. And no. fireballs if you happen to have Kadesh. And that restriction also disappears if you slay Saruman. Yeah. The idea being most magic casters are smart enough to realize that Wormtongue is not on their side. Yeah, great point, great point. Now, that's the three Sarumans. Now, I've already mentioned that Saruman the White is my personal favorite. I like the fact that he can take a horse and he has the 4 plus Sorceress Blast. For me, that is the two key points into why I use him, and I particularly love running him in my Rohan army. I'd like to know, guys, David, which of these three do you think you could see yourself using? I use both good versions of Saruman a fair bit. Saruman the White is slightly cheaper, but that re-roll on the Saruman the Wise just can't, can't go past it. Sweet, sweet. Is there anything else about Saruman the Wise that you're drawn to? Just the fact that he's got the reroll, he has the resistance magic. Are you worried about enemy spellcasters? Um, not so much worried about them. More, there are a lot of spellcasters in this game, and you will play against them. You need a plan to deal with them. And rerolls to resist with resistant to magic. That sounds like a plan to deal with them. So what kind of army do you think you would take Saruman the Wise in? In the past, I've run Saruman, well, he has to go with a good army for the good version, so for me, that's generally Gondor or Hobbits. He worked quite well in, with Hobbits because you say he can't get a horse. I say he's still two inches faster than everybody else, so he is the speed in my army regardless. And when you've got Lobelia Sackville Baggins, you want that aura of command. Yeah, that, that's great point. Uh, I, I also agree that I really like Saruman the Wise, and I would love to take him perhaps... I'm thinking something like Wood Elves, something like that. I think he would be Arnor quite would nice work with. very well with him. Arnor, yes, great yes. point, for particularly for the Aura of Command. Yeah. With the low courage. They the... can protect him, and you've got a way to get around their courage. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kylie, which of these three do you particularly like? This is not totally conceived or contrived at all, but I actually prefer the evil version. What a fantastic coincidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like the evil version simply because of the trickery and shenanigans you can run with it. I like the fact that you can take Saruman with a big block of Urukai and then, you know, use the Palantir at the most inconvenient time for your opponent. And more importantly, I love the fact that you can take Grima with him. And just having Grima and Saruman is just a fantastic hero-killing combo. You can do so many shenanigans. And one of my personal favorites is compelling an enemy banner bearer away and then charging with Grima and having Grimmer kill the Banner Bearer and doing little things like that. Why compel the Banner Bearer away when you can Sorcerer's Blast the Banner Bearer away? Because in my experience, I never get the kill with Sorcerer's Blast. I never can seem to roll to wound with Sorcerer's Blast. It's always mm-hmm. always with a knockdown. Yeah, my, my thoughts are it's just much easier to cast command. Yeah. yeah. Okay, true. If, if I, I was I, using the good version, so yeah. yeah whenever I'm going to cast a Sorcerer's Blast with Saruman, I expect to throw three dice and use a point of might to get it off. And then it'll only go one inch, of course. Yeah. 
I always expect my sorceress boss to get eliminated as well. So, Matt, do you have a favorite? Or are you just I, on the I, fence? As, as I said earlier, uh, Saruman the White, which is the old good Saruman, is definitely my favorite. Uh, I love the fact that in a full cavalry army, he adds so much. He can, he can control areas of the board, and then he can move a long distance and affect heroes that are a long, long way away from where he was. Particularly with a march, it just becomes massive. Like It's crazy. And he has got a rather nice model, too, they've got in the profile picture. I was just about to get into that. Let's talk about the uh, different models for Saruman. There are all, quite a few of them. I, uh, I don't know... Uh, off the top of my head, how many exactly? There's but... beard striking Saruman. There's Saruman standing there with his staff. There's Saruman attempting to bowl people over. There's the other Saruman attempting to bowl Is people over. Is that the over. yodeling Saruman or the, the one, from like one arm up and the other arm back? And yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, there's the combat. Look at me, I'm whirling around, spitting my staff, Saruman. Yeah, that one. There's Is the... that the newest one? Yeah. I have a personal dislike from this one because I just couldn't get him to fit together. I nearly forgot my favorite one. Um, Saruman mounted on a horse. I think that's that's my that's favorite. my favorite. Too. That's my favorite yeah. one. Yeah. Two of my favorite models in the game is Gandalf on horse and Saruman on horse because I think out of all the models you can have on horse, like out of all the models that look like how they should look on horse, I think those two best represent them. They're not in a very action pose, but they're kind of stoic and looking off in the distance, kind of kind of look. And Matt's found a new Saruman, or yeah, old Saruman. Yeah, Saruman, or... stroking his beard Saruman. Stroking his beard Saruman. Okay, I quite like that one, uh, even though I know very few I people I thought he was the standing one. around doing nothing Saruman. <laughs> that no, that's, that's the other one. That's the one, evil. That's the very first Saruman. Ostensibly evil Saruman, yeah. Th- th- that's staring at the stars oh, Saruman. Wait, there's one other Saruman I forgot. Saruman holding the Palantir. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite one. Yes, absolutely. Isn't that the Saruman standing there with one hand or the... Never mind. I can't believe I forgot that one because that's the one I painted. <laughs> he's holding his staff out just sort of slightly out to slightly one side. Slightly out a and bit, and he's got the Palantir got outstretched his in his other hand. His right hand. Yeah, the blasting one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's two blasting no, that's ones. The, yeah, that, that's the yodeling one, the blasting with one hand. Yeah, the, the blasting with one hand and blasting with two hands. Yeah. Blasting with two hands is my favorite Saruman. We should put out a Saruman recognition guide poster. It's got like all the different Saruman's on a list of, you know. I'm sure there's someone listening to this right now who's got it up on, on Google or something. It's just going through all the Saruman's and trying to figure out which ones we're talking about. Yeah. No, you've just got to have like know thy foe across the top and all these pictures of Saruman. But never mind. No, the silhouettes of Saruman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, something that does occasionally come up. Um, do you feel like there are any of the Saruman poses that you have to use as a particular profile? No, or do you think no, they're all I think everyone is silly if they think that. No, Saruman the Saruman. Unless you've actually painted him as Saruman of many colours, or you've got Scouring of the Shire Saruman, who doesn't count as Saruman, then otherwise, he's Saruman. Use him. We didn't talk about Sharky, did we? He's not really Saruman. Well, no. he kind of is. Do, you, do we want to talk about Sharky? We'd yeah, ha- let's we'd talk have about to find Sharky, the book. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, you've got the book. Let's talk about Sharky. Yeah, let's talk about Sharky. It's right here. How do we forget about Sharky? <laughs> so there's another profile of Saruman called Sharky and Worm. They're 60 points for the both of them. So Worm becomes a second member of the warband. Sharky has fight four, shoot four, strength four, defense four, one attack, two wounds, courage four. He has one might, four will, one fate. Has a two-handed weapon. Key, he has a two-handed weapon, not a star. And his magical powers are Immobilize on a 2+, plus and Terrifying Aura on a 2+. plus. So, if you want to cheap Immobilize, can't go much far wrong than Sharky. Yeah, it reminds me of Gildor in that respect. Just that really cheap Immobilize that you can throw into the army and 
and chuck yeah. around a bit. Yeah. And, and of course, if you take Sharky, you also get Worm, which is exactly the same stat line as Grimmer. Without some of the nastier special rules. Yeah. They also have a special rule called Broken Loyalties. If Sharky is ever reduced to one wound and has no fate remaining, Worm becomes a good model and must move towards and attack Sharky if possible. If Sharky is slain, Worm reverts to being an evil model. There is a rumor going around that they've FQ and ate it, so Worm cannot be your army leader. Sharky has to lead the warband, therefore. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah, because th- th- there was a theory that if Worm was your leader and he became a good model, the good side could not kill him, and generally it got laughed at. But it- it's good they've finally made an official decision. I'm just imagining the comments right now. If we had actually forgotten Sharky, I'm sure. So- I'm sure that someone would have said. Oh, no. There are four Saurabans, guys. We are way off. But I, I'm glad we remembered. Uh, and I have to say, considering we were discussing whether a particular Saruman profile links up to a particular model, I think certainly Sharky is Sharky. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to use one of the other Saurabans as Sharky. No. If you're using Sharky and Worm, you've got to use the Sharky and Worm models. Yeah, for sure. I think. Or adequate conversions. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a great thing about the Sharky model. You can use it as a lot of different things. And I've seen a lot of people um, either do a alternate paint scheme or some slight conversions to change them into the blue wizards. Yes, he, so. he, ha- he has shown up as Neptune in a couple armies. Or Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about Saruman. How do we play against a Saruman? How do you shut one now? Depends which Saruman to it. Well, not which Saruman, but which army, I would say. Last time I played against Saruman was in a Yurikai force, and it was more Worm that I was worried about. Well, Grimmer Worm Tongue. He showed up in a big block of Harad, and I'm like, these are Yurikai, I need my heroes to crack through his Yurikai. So, an entire one of my Wolfmans appeared on the other side of the board, nowhere near anything, and stood in a ring around Grimmer, you know, just generally beating him up for the rest of the game. Hero and a couple of blokes marched across the board to get back in the fight, but that's how scary he is. I dedicate an entire Wolfman to keep him nowhere near the fight. I can do you one better. I mm-hmm. changed my entire battle line purely because of an evil Saruman in an Urukai army. This was my Rohan army I was using, and I spread the entire army out so it was a single line all the way across the board, mm-hmm. and I curved it so that Saruman would have no way of getting more than two models in a Sorceress Blast. So purely for that Sorceress Blast, I entirely changed what I would normally do and just spread out completely one line all the way across. And it worked. It was fantastic. Admittedly, his dice rolling was not great for the spells, but this was against Tiernan, by the way. I'm sure that we'll talk about that next time. But I, th- I think it came <laughs> up in a, in a previous episode. I quite possibly. which one. Maybe yeah, a Rohan episode or something. I wouldn't be surprised if we talked about that before, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually find the simplest way to deal with Saruman is, I believe Charles coined the term at one point, target oversaturation. No, that Saruman. was Tiernan again. Was it? Oh. What some I remember because he podcast. beat me to the punch, but anyway. So I think the best way to deal with Saruman is give him more targets than he can shut down. Saruman is one of the few spellcasters that you can't really shut down with other spellcasters because of his increased range. Um, even the evil one with his trickery with Grima and the Palantir, the good ones because they've got resistance to magic and stuff. Even ring rapes on fell beasts and other, all those other nasty things really struggle to to, to shut him down. So mm-hmm. our general thing of use ring rafts to shut him down sort of goes out the window. So I think if you want to take a Saruman down, you need two you know, mid-level heroes to put pressure on him at the same time. Saruman is very good at shutting down one enemy character. 
he struggles to shut down multiple. So if you can bring multiple threats to a table, he starts to really struggle. I think shutting him down with magic is difficult, but you can use it to just suppress his effectiveness. So he's 150, 170 points. A Wraith walks in about 65 with two points of might. Saruman transfixes a hero. You transfix whoever the hero is fighting. Saruman throws a blast of sorcery at your Wraith. Your defense eight with seven points of will. You don't really care. Your Wraith will not win that fight, but it'll burn seven or eight turns of Saruman's magic. And in those seven or eight turns, hopefully you've been able to do something, considering he's down 150 to 170 points, and you're only down 65. I agree. Going head-to-head with more spellcasters even than Saruman is one one way of for sure of shutting him down. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have two budget Wraiths, Saruman's going to going to be having trouble all game. Which comes down to the old tactic of apply wraiths. If wraiths are insufficient, get more wraiths. But I know you've said more wraiths to shut him down, but I don't even think that's the best way. Okay, yeah, you could take two budget wraiths for still think just one points with two will and all the other stuff. But I think there's a th- the fact that he has 18-inch range on the good ones, and if you have the evil one, you've got mm-hmm. Greenwich running around those two wraiths. It becomes very hard to deal with him because he... He has advantage in the fact that he can be the one that ducks behind a building cast spells at you. He's got the increased range, so he can stay mm-hmm. a- out of your range mm-hmm. and still apply pressure. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think that mm-hmm. Wraiths are a good answer to Saruman, because mm-hmm. he can just quite simply yes. outrange him. Mm-hmm. And the moment you say, all right, I'll match his range with mobility and bring a foul beast, mm-hmm. suddenly you're up in the points value of Saruman, so... You're sinking 150 points into trying to deal with your Mm -hmm. opponent's 150 points. I think the Fell Beast is a mistake because people try and win the magical duel against Saruman. You can't beat him. He is the head of the White Council. Unless Unless you are Sauron, the Dark Lord himself. If you're not the Dark Lord himself, then you are there merely to mitigate his damage. You are not there to win. And that's the mistake a lot of people make. I've even seen, um, even Gandalf the White and Saruman, both of them beat off the Witch King, a Mm full-stat Witch King, and managed to to hold off a full-stat Witch King. I can't harp on about that range enough. I think it's it's his best tool that he has, and I think it's foolish to think that you can beat a Saruman with other spellcasters. Yeah, it can't be done. Yeah, unless you seriously have a lot of spellcasters and you are gunning for him the whole way. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It's definitely better to have several mid-range heroes who are going to perhaps go into combat mm-hmm. and then work their way inwards towards him. So if we can't beat him in magical combat, you suggest we beat him in actual combat? Yes, definitely. No, not even just defeat him in magical combat. Sometimes just tying him up in combat is enough. If you can get a captain within range of Saruman, you can then put pressure on him by calling the right moves and just charging him. Sometimes that's mm-hmm. all you need to do to shut yeah. down Just Saruman. one guy can hold up Saruman yeah. for quite a while. Yeah, just, a just get into combat and charge him. Obviously, some mid-range heroes are better at getting into there. Send Bold. Getting into combat. Azog. Oh, that'll do the job for sure. Okay, everyone, let's move on to some scoring. So, David, you could either give individual scores or just a general all-round score for Saruman. General score, maximum. So... Yep, flat tens. Flat tens all around. As I said, he's head of the White Council, you know. He is in charge of the fight against Sauron. You don't get that job by accident. I give him an eight. All of them eight, including Sharky. I think for Saruman the White, so that is the old good Saruman, I'm going to have to give a ten. For the other two Sarumans, I think nines. Although with Grima along, you, you're going to bump it up. It's it's certainly significantly more powerful with Grima there. And uh, just for Sharky, he's a bit eh. I'll give him a seven. But he comes with ruffians and everything. He does. (laughs) 
so useful. Those whips. Alright, so thanks for joining me, guys. And as always, Trap Swing Games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.